Boston Sports Syndicate. Hey everyone, welcome to the Boston Sports Syndicate, Red Sox podcast to be named later. This is the Syndicate's podcast dedicated solely to the Boston Red Sox. I'm Bill Travers. Thank you for joining us and joining me once again, Matt DeRosha. Matt, I was going to call you the Bro- uh, Brock Holt, but I don't think he's going to be around anymore, so we're going to have to come up with a new name for you. For now, we're just going to call you Matt. How you doing? I'm doing great, and you know what? I'm okay with that. Nickname TBD. How about nickname to be named later? Because that's, wh- that's what we do here. Maybe uh, Peraza? We'll nah, we'll work on it. <laughs> we'll work on it. Also joining us once again, Chris Henrik. Chris, how you doing? Hey, guys. How are you today? Doing good. Doing good. So, guys, the reason that we're all getting together today is Major League Baseball just held their winter meetings in San Diego. Was it San Diego? Yeah. San yep. Diego. Beautiful, sunny San Diego. And we were hoping that maybe we'd know a little bit more about our Red Sox team moving forward into 2020 after the meetings. Maybe they make some deals, make some signings. Eh, not so much. No, nothing. No big splashes from Boston in San Diego. Big splashes were made in a. Uh, I think overall it was a good winter meeting uh, for Red, uh, not Red Sox fans, but but baseball fans. But they did do something. They did. Why don't we talk about what the rest of the league did first? Because okay. um, it was a little bit different from past years, the last couple of years anyway. Uh, the big name free agents actually signed contracts mm-hmm. during the winter meetings. So uh, we had Strasburg re-sign with the Nationals. And then the big bomb, which is the one that probably affects the Red Sox the most, was Garrett Cole signing with the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, that was that was huge, and it was almost like you knew that was coming. The rumors came out, and they didn't go away. Uh, I also I I wonder whose palms were greased, the owners or the agents, because it was polar opposite of what it's been. The trend that we've seen the last three years of dragging it on, dragging it on, that was not what happened this year. No, absolutely not. And, you know, I remember somebody on this podcast saying that Cole was going to go to the Angels. Yeah. That was my thought. Well, I thought he was going to the Angels. <laughs> I thought it was Chris that said that. <clears throat> yeah, that, I mean, they clearly had the money. Yeah, but, inst- I mean, instead the Angels went with the logical choice and signed a third baseman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sarcasm. definitely. It's sarcasm. No, I got that. I got that. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Rendon signed with the Angels. Not the Dodgers. Sorry, Bessie. Oh, my God. He is going through it. Going Sorry, through sir. withdrawals. Uh, and there were some other moves, some some lesser moves, obviously, that went. But there's still quite a glut of uh, players out there. Um, Madison Bumgarner's still mm-hmm. out there. Dallas Keuchel's still out there. Donaldson. Uh, yep. Those seem to be the next chips that will fall after, uh, you know, the big dogs went. The big, the top three went in, in the winter meeting. So now it's kind of seeing what the, the secondary pieces go, like the Donaldsons and Bumgarners. And all three really don't have... Any sort of Red Sox ties either. No. Red Sox are probably not going to be on any. It, I mean, we'll get into a little bit more when we get to that that subject, but they clearly have a, a, pr- a really tight grip on what on their salary going with, with the moves that they're making in the offseason. Yeah, I don't think any of us expected them to be in on the big money guys or, or even this next tier level. But uh, the direction that they did go in, the couple of guys that they did sign, mm-hmm. I, I think I said this in our last podcast. When they brought some players in, we were all going to say, "Who was that?" And that's what happened. Right. At least, at least for me, I, you know, when I heard that they signed these players, and we can get into them in a little bit. But I was just who? But I mean, what? Yeah. You know, just nothing. 
and and they they made a rule five draft acquisition. Yep. Which is something that they haven't done for years and years. Yeah, I think the last one was uh, Rutledge, 2015, when the Sox uh, picked him up. Josh Rutledge. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. He was a decent player for them for uh, for that season. This guy, this kid came from the the Astros, if I believe, the 21 year old. Yes, uh, was originally drafted by somebody else. He was part of, uh, of course, names escaping me once again <laughs> as they always do. But he was part of a trade that they made, and uh, I think he was originally drafted by the Phillies. Ken Giles. Oh, okay. He was part of the Ken Giles deal. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Araz. Araz, yeah. He was he's a 250 hitter in the minors. Only 11 home runs last year. Um, I'm not exactly sure what his tools are, what his skill set is. But, I mean, they took him. They had was the 15th pick in the Rule 5 draft, and, and they've t- taken a chance on him. So they must think he's at least going to help up yeah. the big league club. So offensively, you know, it, it, it's not going to bring a bat to the to the team. It's more of his glove, okay. um, more of a shortstop than anything. But, you know, there is that question mark at second base. So and they, they're, you know, they've thrown a few flyers at second base, and we'll talk about it when we get deeper into the topic. But from a defensive standpoint, I th- that he's why they made that pick is off the defense. He's just right. got to get stronger, get better with the bat. But what's his position eligibility? Is he a strictly a shortstop? Is he an infielder? Can he play a little outfield? Is he the possible Brockle? Is that guy going to be my new nickname? <laughs> the, am I going to be the Josh Arose of this league? It this, could be jo- Jonathan. 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 Well, the thing is, he was a two fifty hitter at A and uh, A and Double A ball. Right. He didn't even play. He wasn't a Triple A. Never no. mind at the major league level. Mm-hmm. And the deal with the Rule 5 draft, in case anybody's not familiar with it, is if you take somebody in the Rule 5 draft, they have to stay on your Major League roster Mm -hmm. for the season, or you have to offer them back to the club that you drafted them from. And the only plus right now, too, is they go from the 25 to the 26-man roster this year. Mm -hmm. So teams can take a flyer on this. Typically, it's teams that don't have payroll flexibility. but just really quick, looking at his minor league fielding statistics, he's only played second, short, and third base. Okay, so he's an infielder. That's not bad. I mean, it, we'll see. I, I, I don't really have much on this kid. And, and it's all primarily shortstop. Yeah. So it's his glove. So he's basically going to be the 26th guy on the roster. And like Bill said, if they decide they don't want him, they can't send him down. They send him back to Houston. No, I, I, would, be, I would be shocked if he's on the roster, you know, past spring training. Yeah. He's, you know, he'll be here at four spring training, I would assume, and we get a look at him. But And they could work out a trade with Houston that they'd be able to keep him. Oh, yeah. is that, okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes they sense, could work right. out some kind of trade. So they have to send some compensation back to Houston if right. they want to send him down to make right. a trade, not a, a Rule 5 pick. Right. So the other infielder that they picked up, they signed Jose Peraza. Peraza Dente? Is that what James said? <laughs> El Peraza Dente. El Peraza Dente. Signed him from the Cincinnati Reds. He was a two thirty nine hitter last year. With the Reds, primarily uh, as a short, uh, actually two years ago he was primarily mm-hmm. a shortstop. Last year he moved around between short and second. Even played a little bit of outfield. Sound familiar? Oh yeah. Um, but again, not not the big name, not anybody mm-hmm. that most people would even recognize who paid attention to Cincinnati last year. No, if you, if the only people who know who Praza is is uh, Cincinnati Red fans, like diehards and maybe fantasy players, because he was a, he's a speed guy. So if you play categories in fantasy baseball, then you know his speed. And they took a shot on him. It's a very incentive-laden uh, contract, I believe, $3 million plus a lot of his bonuses that he can reach. So it's definitely team-friendly. He's going to come here and try to prove himself with the Red Sox and maybe try to get paid next winter. It's a lot of value. I mean, you one, you take a look at 2018, so two years ago, 14 home runs, 58 RBI, hit 288. Mm-hmm. 
He's coming off a year where he hit 239, six home runs, 33 RBIs, seven stolen bases. They need a replacement for Brock Holt. Right. This is the replacement. He's going to play all infield positions. He could play a little bit of outfield. Low risk, high reward. This, again, smells like a raise bloom mm-hmm. deal. Three million bucks. I mean, I, I like it. It's I have my opinions on the other signing, which we'll do, but okay. I like this move. Yeah, I do too. I'm not gonna. I I agree with you, Chris, because I think at the the value you get him, three million dollars. He's gonna come in. He's obviously gonna have something to prove. So he's not just gonna come in and kind of rest back. He's gonna try to get after it. I think he's a switch hitter. Am I am I correct on that? No, he's a right-handed. He's hitter. just right-handed, strictly right hand. Yeah, like, he, like I said, he's got speed. He can play all over the infield. He's got a little bit of contact. He's not super old. I think he's only 26, and he's a tom- uh, former top prospect. He was actually part of two big trades. I think the Dodgers were in one of them. Uh, he's, this is going to be his fourth team already in his career, but the two were trades, not – he wasn't cut or anything. And like the Reds non-tendered him. They non-tendered his him, His contract right. was up. He was part of a lot of guys, which you saw a lot this year, of those mid-level players that were just non-tendered. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis Shaw was another one. Right, Probably he's the still biggest name we know around here mm-hmm. that was just non-tendered. And, you know, that's the trend we're seeing is teams will pay big money for that top-level talent and then they're looking to fill in with lesser-cost players. So those guys who, you know, they get to their arbitration-eligible years, and, you know, you, you have to pay them $7, 8000000 million a year, right. and they just don't see the value in that, and they're, they're cutting these guys loose. The Reds did something similar last year with Billy Hamilton. I know that's not going to really encourage Red Sox fans or excite them because Billy Hamilton's not that good, but they seem to just let guys go, like you said. If they're not going to pay him the 2 or 3 4 5 extra million, they just, they're going to non-tender him let him hit the market. Uh, one uh, one other thought I had with uh, them bringing in Peraza is maybe, w- well, I think he'll obviously compete for the second base job mm-hmm. in spring training, which is going to be a, a long line of guys lining up to, to play oh, second yeah. base. You've got him, you've got Marco Hernandez, which originally the Red Sox didn't uh, offer a, t- um, they non-tendered they him, him too, yeah. um, but then they ended up signing him back to a combined major league minor league deal. Mm-hmm. Two, I, you don't see that from the two-way contract that they yeah, emphasize. Yeah. That's like a hockey. Yeah, thing. so he'll he'll make more in the majors, but he'll make dramatically less in the minors. Okay, so maybe with him being a left-handed hitter, that could potentially set up a platoon at second base. Mm-hmm. Does uh, anyone know the status of Pedroia? Has anything? He had come another surgery. I know he wants to play. He had another surgery. Right. I think in August, sometime around there. Is he going to factor in at all? To this, Can you even this believe battle? if he here? Yeah, he's doing well and. You know, reports like that. Are we even going to believe it at this point? You can't. I it mean, we've heard it all before. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to build as if he's not there. You know, exactly. if he's you there and, and you're paying him the 13, I think it's like 13 million, right? So if he, if he's there and he's healthy or as healthy as he can be, then, yeah, I I don't think of Pedroia as any option for this team moving forward for the remainder of his career. Yeah, and I as a fan of Pedroia because, you know, he was part of some very, very important teams, the Red Sox, in his career. I, I kind of look at him like Gronk. And like, I just want him to walk away. It just doesn't seem like his body can take it anymore. You hear these stories he puts in mattresses in certain hallways in his room because he can't walk on his knees right, and his feet. Right. It's just, I understand that the fire's probably still there. That's what made him who he was, which was just a gritty, get after it, dirt dog type of player. But that same mentality is just going to keep you around too long. And I just hate to see, you know, a guy who was great for his franchise, former MVP just kind of be hobbled and hurt and never around. I'd rather him just walk away. You know, give that money back to the Red Sox. Yeah, too bad they can't do that. No, no, not in baseball. 
I mean, they just got Sandoval's money off the books, and now now you've got mm-hmm. Pedroia's money dragging them down yep. a little bit. Thank you. That's Ben Charrington. That's a Charrington signing. <laughs> Good luck, Pirates. You know, I think in a lot of, like you said, his dirt dog mentality and just throwing his body around on the field, that probably hampered his recovery more than anything else because he yeah. tried to come back too soon twice. Twice, yeah. I mean, there was the, his last comeback, he was taking infield ground balls, and then a week later he was back in there. Yeah. And I was like, what? I, I didn't know he was taking and then, the And then the, what it was against, what, was it like, what team was it? Baltimore or whatever team was, he had that pop-up, mm-hmm. and then it was done. That yeah. was it. Took a, took a right turn, went into the dugout, and haven't seen him since. Yeah. Speedy recovery, Petey. The uh, the other signing that the Red Sox made was uh, a left-handed pitcher by the name of Martin Perez. My boy Martin. Uh, pitched last year for Minnesota, was 10-7 and seven with a 5.12 ERA. Woof. For his career, he's 53-56. and 56. He was primarily with Texas mm-hmm. for most of his career and had a 5.17 ERA. So uh, he's consistent. I can say that. <laughs> he is consistent. But t- a typical move that someone like Haim Bloom is going to make, he has a phenomenal cutter. When he throws his cutter, he gets a lot of swings and misses with it. Uh, it was something that the Rays uh, took a chance on. Be- uh, not the Rays. The Twins took a chance on him last year because that. And if you remember last year, he his fastball went up for like three miles per hour. He came into into spring training throwing ninety eight miles an hour. Uh, I don't know if he was able to sustain that. It sounds like with an ERA of north of five, he wasn't. But um, I think the Red Sox look at him. That he's a lefty. He's durable. He's he he pitches a lot of innings. I think he had 180 innings last year. He, he started mistaken. 32 games, made yeah. 35 appearances overall. So that shows some durability. Yeah, and that, I think maybe he just thinks like if we pound that cutter and we can introduce a secondary pitch. I mean, Price is great coming up. He pitches off a cutter a lot, so maybe if he's still around, I don't know if he will be. We'll get into that. Uh, but I, they they definitely saw something in because the, it's not a free. Con- it was a six million dollars. With an option for next year, so six this year, they six think point that two five. I would imagine that he's going to be around. They're going to use him. Sure. And in case you haven't heard, Rick Procello signed with the Mets, one year, ten million dollar deal. So essentially, right now, Perez is his replacement in the rotation. Right. The ro- that kind of made me sad. So I this, like Priscilla. So this rotation right now has four lefties. You have Sale, you have Erod, you have Price, and I have Perez. Mm-hmm. And then you get Eovaldi if he, if if we even get a full year out of him, right? If so you get a full year out of Sale, so now you have, you have four lefties right. in the rotation. There's a lot of question marks. So, first thing that I see with this one is you have to you have to give somebody money. So you have to put bodies on this team. Mm-hmm. I read something where do you think Perez could be someone where he, kind of what Tampa Bay did with the opener, where you have someone else start and he eats away you know three or four innings. That's a great point. You know, last year he started out 5-0. and He started out on fire with mm-hmm. the Twins, and then he fell off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. He's got like a 5-plus ERA in his last four years. He's durable. You know, I'll give him that. But I look at it where you gave this guy $6 million. If he pitches 35 starts, okay, that's, that's really good mm-hmm. value. If you're going to use it as that opener approach, that $6 million could have went into the bullpen. Right. Right, which you're going to need if you're going to go with an opener every fifth start. You're going to need a solid bullpen, and they've done nothing so far to shore up that bullpen. Oh, they did They did one. Did they do one minor signing for the bullpen? The only thing is is Osich. That yeah. Osich, that's that it. They that's claimed. what it was, yeah. Or Osich, or whatever he wants to pronounce it. Yeah, <laughs> Ostrich, let's go with that. Uh, do we know if uh, – Twins are very analytical 
Pace franchise. Do we know if they used openers with him last year? Don't know that. I don't know off the top of my head because I did have him in fantasy, so I, w- I did pay a little attention to him. I don't think they used uh, an opener much well, with him, so, so I think that could work, Chris. His first start last year, his first start with the Twins, he went three and two-thirds in an inning. He pitched innings five through eight. Okay. And then he pr- he primarily went innings five through eight, three through five, three, six through seven. Then he started. He pretty much started for the remainder of the season. So it, I, to me, it's it smells like with the money that they have that, again, and just with the background of Bloom, that they could go in this direction. Right. Yeah, because last year he didn't crack their rotation. He pitched – out of the bullpen, like you just mentioned, and then they gave him the the the, op- the open spot in the rotation too. And and while you know, and while and, you know, while he pitched well, you know, at the start of the season, he went like almost an average of like six innings plus. Mm-hmm. It was right around June where where really everything kind of fell apart. Okay, so we we go at the first half of the year. And what makes me nervous off. is the approach they took with spring training last year with this rotation. Now you're bringing in a complete wild card here. Again, it's a fi- it's a fifth starter, six million dollars. That's nothing. Right. But you had Porcillo, who just got 10, with the Mets, who loved it here, wanted to stay here. Home, I mean, that, that would have been a really good one-year deal to kind of bridge mm-hmm. it. But And we know we're getting with Porcillo. I mean, there isn't as a – there's no one in baseball that's – well, that's maybe a little bit lofty. But he's very consistent. He's going to give you those 200 innings. He's going to give you quality, uh, quality, you know, quality innings. Uh, I was sad to see him go, but – Maybe ten million was just uh, just a little bit too much. In the last five years, Porcillo has thrown one hundred and ninety-five innings. That's per year. You're right, per right, year. Right, per that year. makes a big difference. <laughs> per year, yes. Yeah. Difference, yeah. Right? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and he's and, good. and he, and he won a Cy Young. My first oh. reaction when I saw that he signed for one year, ten million, is obviously that's a make good contract. Yeah. You know, he's just looking for that shot to have a good year and then cash in. But it's why couldn't the Red Sox have offered him that? Right. Or I even w- that. I would have loved that deal if they not even that. that. You know, again, you well, just yeah. got offer him eight. You just got Perez for this two-year deal. How about Waka? Waka got the same amount of money. You know, I mean, on a one-year deal from the Mets, like here's a guy that when he's healthy and when he's right, dude was lights out. Remember the year that the Cardinals went to the to the mm-hmm. World Series yeah. and played the Sox, lights out. You know, I I just feel like with some of these guys, they they kind of miss the boat on it. Again, it, it's still so early, and this is the most quietest off-season for the Red Sox because you don't there's not much there's not really much to kind of speculate on other than like the big names you know so right do you guys think that uh like basically just their resources are tied up right now trying to deal with the money situation price trades mookie trades well i think price is what's holding it all up because if, right. if you can erase his contract even if you brought it down 12 you know you, you pay 12 million of the what 32 mm-hmm. you know and you can free up 20 million dollars i mean you're not i mean that helps your that helps all of it it, it puts it takes so much stress off of off this luxury tax, and now you can kind of move, thi- you know, move some more things around. You put nine more million dollars to it between Barraza and Perez right now. Right. Before we get too far into the price trade, one more thing I want to talk about with Perez was the ultimate baseball nerd spin that they put on the trade. Was I don't know if you guys heard this. Last year he had the fourth lowest exit velocity on batted balls. Martin Perez did, yeah. Y- he did, yeah. Of is it Martin? Marshin? I don't know. Mar- <laughs> But he had the fourth lowest. I mean, you know, and they said, well, you know, it could have been he was just a victim of bad luck. Yeah. Because, you know, basically people weren't hitting the ball hard against him. He wasn't getting hit hard. So, I mean, if that's not the ultimate 
baseball nerd that is, stat that cast is, spin. That is the robot voice. That, that is what's what's their robot that they use? Uh, Carmine. Carmine. That is a Carmine move right there. <laughs> he <His> has the <laughs> lowest exit velo. His cutter is very elite. Was that Carmine or was that uh, Alex Spear? I don't know who I was doing. They're the, you know what? They're very similar. They're, they they're might be one of the same. Approach. I've never seen the two of them together in the <laughs> same room. <laughs> it's kind of like Batman and Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, right. By day, Alex Spear. By night, he's Carmine. <laughs> well, you know, the Red Sox own the globe, so I think we're on to something here. This is going to be a whole new podcast, I it guess. It could be. It could the, be. The Red Sox Conspiracy Podcast. So overall, what do you guys think? We'll put a bow on it. Thumbs up, thumbs down on Praza, and the thumbs up, thumbs down on Perez. The P brothers. Can yeah, I just leave my hands good. in my pockets right now? Yeah, me yeah. too. You know, Thumbs down? I You can't give it a thumbs down because, I mean, the guy doesn't really have much to kind of work with. Right. You know what I mean? So, had he, you know, if, if the team had money right now and they had the ability to, to you know, kind of go after those second-tier free agents and – you know, then he, instead of it seeing like maybe it's not Perez, maybe he signed like Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we can really speculate and talk about that, and then we can say you know thumbs up or thumbs down. I think right now it's still too early. Thumbs yeah, in the middle. You're right. I'm, I'm just hands in pocket. TBD, just like my nickname. TBD. These are depth pieces at best. I mean, if you're if you're bringing in guys like this to try to put you over the top, mm-hmm. I mean that's the kind of stuff the Kansas City Royals do. Oh yeah, small you know? market. But yeah. and, and the same thing. That, I mean, Bloom said this when when he got hired that this is what he wants to do. It's about building depth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Peraza adds to depth. You know, it's in the infield. You know, Perez, as much as probably most Red Sox fans, and a lot of feedback isn't great because, again, it's a guy that most people didn't hear about. They quickly look at the stats, and they, they see the 5.12 last year for Nero and think the guy sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, he might, but you know what? You have to give – you got to throw the money somewhere. You know what I mean? So, I think uh, for all the things you guys just said, I give it a thumbs up because it was depth. He doesn't have much to work with. He targeted these guys because I don't. I doubt there was a bidding war for either player. Well, so Perez had a market. He did. So there was about four teams interested. One was Toronto, and the other was Tampa Bay. Okay. So that makes me like him a little bit more. Tampa I mean, it, right now, to me, anybody that Tampa Bay might be connected to, I get a little excited. Yeah. It's like okay, they have those that little bit of magic. You know, uh, this is obviously not. I can't say this with any bit of certainty, but he also has that type of. Flair, well, not really Flair, I guess, but his, his that typical player you see every year. If the team doesn't need him, he sometimes they'll bring back a C prospect, a little bullpen arm, like a Mike Fires is kind of the name that pops in my head. Signed low yeah, money, it's, wasn't expected yeah, much, it's, has it's a decent short year, money. then you can trade him. It's short money, and it, to your point exactly, if this team is meddling around 500 and, and kind of like last year, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you can move him and you can get something back. I, I 100% agree. But there's still more moves that have to be made. Oh, yeah. Right now, who's playing first base? Who's playing second base? Who Who is your fourth, fifth starter? I mean, I don't think we can rely on Sale to be healthy for the whole year. So you need to bring at least two more arms in to start, and you need at least two more arms in the bullpen. Right. You need a backup catcher because right. Sandy Leon is gone. Mm-hmm. So – there's still plenty more moves that have to and be made. And these are big moves. These are not small, small little things that they have to figure out. Like you said, a starting first baseman. Who's going to be the second baseman? If they, they might need two, maybe even more starting pitchers if they trade uh, Price. I, I mean, you have to think that they're going to make a, a, a trade with one of those guys. You can't, yeah. you can't go in to the season with four left-handed starters. Do you think that helps? Or not necessarily helps, but do you think that adds – to the possibility of a price trade that they brought another lefty, or do you think it's just kind of coincidence? I think it's probably a best arm available type of thing. At that price. Sure. That and, price you know, and while, you know, this is going to 
I want them to move on from Price for two reasons. One, you know, he's been described as the turd in the punch bowl. Mm-hmm. It's time. It's I think it's time to move on from him. I think it's time to get. You know, I think the team would benefit just in general. With, you know, new the new voice out of that. Mm-hmm. Every year he seems to get into some sort of scuffle with Eckersley, and there's always something yeah. with Price. Right. I was going to say Eckersley will drive him to the airport. You know, <laughs> and then the second thing is, you know, ninety six million over the next three years. Right. The way that half of these guys have been signed this offseason, that seems pretty reasonable, especially if you, again, if you if you eat $36 million, I can't even think about eating $36 million, <laughs> but even if you did, you know what I mean? And there's teams that they can move him, and he's, what, 32 years old? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a player gain and lose a trump card quicker than David Price? Well, he probably still thinks he has the trump card. <laughs> yeah. Well, he could take that to the next team, maybe Chicago. But allegedly there were some teams imp- interested in him, both Los Angeles teams. Mm-hmm. San Diego, who I don't know where they're getting their money from. They the haven't. Way they're throwing yeah, I don't, it around. I don't know because they have they signed Hosmer to a huge deal. Yeah. Right. Machado to a huge deal. Yep. I don't know, but if they're they're into if they're interested, maybe they're they're looking to take that next jump to be, you know, the next big market Southern California team. Right. The White Sox are supposedly in on him, which they're supposedly in on everybody, mm-hmm. and the Texas Rangers who are moving into a new ballpark. Although that may have changed because right now, right before we came on. We found out that the White Sox, um, sorry, the Rangers, uh, made a deal to ac- acquire Corey Kluber mm-hmm. from the Indians, so they could be out of the price sweepstakes. I would now. think that would probably yeah, take I, one of the that, price I think that that closes the door there. Yeah. Your best case scenario is you take advantage of a team like San Diego or Cincinnati. You know, you got San Diego, who has Preller, who always seems to be in on it's a name. Um, but with the Reds, though, this is a team that wants to be more competitive. Last year, they made some moves. When now moves when they e- weren't exactly. in exactly. So if if you can if you can work out something with the Reds and, and again eat some cash, mm-hmm. I hadn't heard the Reds is one of the uh, suitors. Yeah, in the last they couple of days they've been a little more uh, a little more chatter around with them. But again, I they signed uh, Mike Mustakas. They did mm-hmm. to play second base. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would be shocked if if David Price is here in spring training. I agree with you, and I think that the teams that are interested in him have struck out in the pitching market. So if the Dodgers really want to gain another arm, which I just I don't understand why they would put that much more money into their rotation. But well, if they, they do, lost Ryu. They lo- they're gonna he's lose a free Ryu. He's, yeah. he's another uh, lower-tier starting pitch, uh, yeah. pitching free agent. You got, but the Angels, have they, they still have holes in their, in their rotation. The White Sox seem to not be able to get anybody. Well, I mean, the Angels' philosophy is just they throw the money at the you know, They keep at, building at the around Trout's lineup. You know. But they're going to get they, – they, if they're gonna sink two hundred and forty something million dollars into another bat, you gotta get pitching. They to, didn't. To win. Need, it, they didn't need another bat. That's no. The Rendon going to L. A. drives me nuts because the team needs pitching so badly. They traded a a prospect, a pitching prospect, with Cozart, the kid they took in the first round last year. Right. So they trade that to bring in Rendon to play third base, mm-hmm. who they didn't need to have to play third base. Right. The team needs pitching so badly. They need pitching, and their best pitcher didn't pitch last year. Otani, who knows what you're going to get from Shohei Otani. So they, th- I, th- I, I would keep an eye on them when, in the price sweepstakes. Uh, the problem with them, they're giving up 200-something, 240-something million dollars for a third baseman. They can't, I don't know if they can necessarily just eat that $98 million of price. And what are you paying Pujols right now? The, he's still on the hook he's for 30-something yeah. million. They're paying, they're paying that the corners infielders collectively $50 million more, $60 million. It's a big which, chunk of change. Which, for me, goes to say, and I, it, it, again, you're signing these guys eight years, nine years to this boatloads of cash. Mm-hmm. This is why I want to stay away from giving bets that kind of money and that kind of years. The extension. 
Yeah. Well, it sounds like he's going to go into free agency, which means he's. if you look at the trends around baseball, if a big player goes into the free agency market, they'd never go back. Uh, I mean, uh, Strasburg may be the only one I could think of off the top of my head in the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. And he went back. That was so smart on him. On a side note, his career, he could not be great, and he's going to make that money, and no one's going to say boo. Would it Would it shock you if, if Betts went somewhere and got 10 years? Contract for ten years? Because I I no, would just I would just be like, huh, okay, par for the course. Yeah, Bryce got it. Bryce was young. He's there. Bryce got thirteen years. Got, right, and they're, they're yeah. around the same. Right, he's going to be a younger free agent. And Rendon's a little older, and he got seven. You know, and some of these guys they get these opt outs, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, Strasburg did it smart. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, I don't. Know, I I I think it's time to stay away from the, from these big from these big deals. You're right. Unless it's like a slam dunk, and, and Mookie Betts is not a slam dunk. I, I'm sorry, he's, he's not. No, I mean, Mookie Betts, he's a great player. I, I hate talking like this about a guy who's so good, but it I just paying a guy 10, 12 years, 31 AAV, probably more than that, it's just a lot of money to sink in when you the short term, have such so and, and the short term right now, yeah, it's beneficial. So th- these teams assign these players short term perfect. But how about when when they're five years into it and they're thirty three years old, right? And you're paying a guy thirty five million dollars, mm-hmm. which is what they're doing younger. with David Price, right? And you need to get younger. Yeah, I mean, now, how bad does that sale extension now kind of kind of make oh, you feel? Horrendous, right? Another thirty one million dollars yeah. into a question mark. And you could be giving away one of those seasons for him to have Tommy John. Exactly, and at at this point, it's that juggle of do you want to sacrifice a year but be healthier in twenty twenty one and beyond. Or gut it through and kind of be like Tanaka and just be solid, but not that stud top of the rotation guy that you kind of paid him to be or hoped he would be. Well, if you're paying somebody thirty thirty million plus, he's got to lead your rotation, and they and they have two pay- of those right now. If right. you're paying someone thirty million, I want I'm looking at at least eighteen wins. If we're just looking right. at the wins perspective, you right. You got. I want a guy off. that if you're that if you just came up with a four game losing streak and you need your ace to take the bump to go ahead and end that losing streak. Right. Right, you need a guy to be the stop go stop the bleeding when need win that tenth game in a row if you're on a winning streak, win that game if you're on a five game losing streak. Is that going to be the is Sale it, the guy? I don't is know. Is Chris Sale right now as currently constituted the guy that you'd want to start that one game playoff of the wild card? Uh, I gotta go with no. Yeah, you gotta go with no. I mean, they but I don't know who that guy is either. Right, that, with right the now. options you have, yeah. it it's might E-Rod be a yes, right now. Yeah, I'm not sold on Erod either. I mean, no, he, I had, he had his shot to win his 20th game last year, and he pooped the bet on that one. Mm-hmm. So we started talking about uh, Mookie Betts a little bit. Let's get into that a little bit more because one of the things we were looking to is, was uh, Mookie going to get traded? And apparently he is staying put. Not only did they not trade him, there is also a promotion coming up in May, Mookie Betts' bucket hat night. Mm-hmm. So it sounds to me like this team has no plans to trade him in the near future. You know, I was just thinking this the other day too. Uh, since I've been, fo- you know, I love baseball, so I follow the off season, I follow the winter meetings, the hot stove, and all that stuff. Typically, in the past, when it goes radio silent, something's in the works. This time, it went radio silent, and you were left with nothing. Then you tweeted the promotion, and I think that was the best indicator of where where their heads at. Yeah, and they did it during the winter meetings. Right, they advertise right exactly. They advertise it as Mookie Betts bucket hat night. I I agree. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think they're going to take the Manny Machado approach. Wait and see where they are come the trading yeah, deadline. Yeah, wait and see. Because I, I really think that Red Sox fans would be s- 
very mistaken on what they'd get back from Mookie. I think that if they traded Mookie at that winter meetings, they would be very disappointed in the return. I just don't think there's going to be a huge market. You'll get one A, B prospect, and then the rest is going to be no one has no one has that motivation to take him off your hands. They know the situation. They know he can walk away for nothing in a year. Yeah, it's it sure as heck looks that way. Yeah, so I don't. I think that they're just going to take him and. Urgency obviously builds up at the trade deadline. Maybe you can squeeze out another top-end prospect for someone who believes they're going to win it all. I don't know. Or maybe you, he helps you win one more World Series and then walks away, and you just say, thank you for two rings. We'll, you know, we'll as find someone else. As they're constituted right now, I don't see that happening. I don't either, especially with the big bad Yankees down in New York. Yeah, and that signing of Cole just – that's that's a huge, huge addition for them. Absolutely. I mean, that guy's – if there is somebody who can live up to a, a pitcher that can live up that contract, that's Mr. Garrett Cole. Yeah. He's a horse, great mechanics. He's healthy. Even when he was bad in Pittsburgh, he was healthy. He took the ball. He threw hard. And that's a shift of power in the American League, too, taking him from Huge. Houston, mm-hmm. moving him over to the Yankees. Yeah, that was bad. And we don't, we haven't really we talked about the actual signing, but the implications of Rendon now makes the Angels a possibility to be another contender in the American League that the Red Sox have to deal with. But they still need pitching. They absolutely yeah, they need just pitching. can't pitch. They need David Price. That's what they, they need. Do they need, need David, David Price. Price. And we need Badly. Trout. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deal I don't think you're going to pull off. <laughs> no. no. You know who I would take from the Angels? Um, the right fielder. Guess what? His name's escaping me right Upton? now. Justin Upton? No. No, Cole Calhoun. Uh, oh. Cole Calhoun. And Cole Calhoun was non-tendered, yeah, yeah. So they he can was. go get He him. was. Oh, I would love to see. That guy's a dirt dog. He is a dirt dog. I just He's like the way that guy Nixon plays. He's 2.0, huh? Yes. Yes, right? he is. Yep. Lefty, can hit home runs. I didn't hear that he was non-tendered. He yeah. was one of the guys that left him. get on it. Yeah. And no, maybe get him Get him on a good deal. Well, if you do end up sending Price, you may have to package somebody like a Benatendi with him or mm-hmm. Mookie. I mean, the, you know, the word is uh, not Mookie, sorry. Um Bradley, mm-hmm. you know the word is that uh, maybe they're shopping Bradley too, because that'll probably be another potential eight to ten million in yeah, payroll that they can dump. That, yeah. They they've come out and said that they don't want to, but who would want to? You know what I mean? No one wants to give away Andrew Benatendi, the former seventh overall pick, just to get a contract off the books. But you might have to. Well, you might have to do it, you know, to sweeten the deal and maybe to get more in return. Right. You know, because that's a player that's going to be under a team's control for three years. Maybe you'd be more apt to get prospects from them mm-hmm. if you give up a player like that. Yeah, as it, as it is right now, a price trade is probably going to look something like either one of three things. A salary dump where you really get nothing, but they take the money. You'll have to eat money, and you'll get a decent prospect. Or you do what we were just saying, add a Benintendi, add Bradley, add another piece to get some, some of the money off the books and maybe a better prospect. So we'll see what they do. Yeah, I think you'd have to add Ben Attendee because Bradley's going into his walk year too. Yeah, he does, and he's he 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 doesn't really bring much. At least Ben Attendee has more potential. More brings a great glove. He does bring I great love glove. the glove. So yeah, the so, glove is great. All right, Bradley. First off, so we take, know you're not a fan. I know, but think about it. take it. <laughs> take him out of take him out of the Red Sox equation, right? You take him out of the Red Sox organization. Here's a guy. First off, with the Sox, with his glove, right? You know, we don't have to really. The bat doesn't make any difference because his glove carries him. Mm-hmm. Now you trade him. Say he goes to, just for uh, I'm going to pick a team. Say he went to Kansas City. Is that really a good move for them? Because that's not a lineup that can protect a Bradley. That's a lineup that right. that needs. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? So no, you're what, absolutely right. What value does Bradley really you know bring outside of his glove? He would have to go to a team that's you know a lineup that's similar to Boston. 
Yeah. You know, so is there the value to throw him and attach him on the price? Now, I'm not attaching Benintendi with price to get him on. You wouldn't? No, not not him. I mean, because on on his own, think about what Benintendi could bring back on his own and just its own deal. Mm-hmm. You know, Benintendi is the type of guy that you would be able to throw in, a, in as where. Again, I'm just gonna throw a random name out there. So, remember when last year when the uh, the Indians traded Trevor Bauer? Right. Like that's a t- the type of pitcher. And I'm not saying the Red Sox are going to get him, but I'm saying like that's the type of second tier type player that I would trade a Benintendi for. Someone a little maybe disgruntled with their organization. I'm not attaching Benny to Price to get some mid level or a potential B plus prospect. Right. Send Price out of here if you need to attach something else. Whatever. Get the money out from underneath the books. Right. You know what I mean? Because again, Price isn't at 32 years old isn't bringing us back much. And if we're just going to keep him because we need an arm. You can sign another Martin Perez for six million dollars. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think you're going to get much for Benatendi in a standalone deal, though, because he had a down year last year. Mm-hmm. You know, and and overall, I think his career has been on the disappointing side. We expected a lot more from him when he first yeah. came up. He was a to- he was top ten it, pick. He was a uh, number seven, I think. Sp- yeah, the Golden yeah. Spikes Award. But winner. his controllability, though, that that right. that's exactly the most that piece. that's where he is. But I think even even when you factor that in, you're still getting seventy five cents on the dollar for him right now because he's coming off a down year and he's the type of guy that i thought originally could be you know the number three bat in the order mm-hmm. you know or two now wherever your best hitter hits um but they totally screwed him up last year moving him into the leadoff spot yeah he never bad. recovered from that he also both so then hurt so his, he was trying to yeah. jack homers that didn't help so would you rather have would you add a benintendi who would give you 75 cents on a dollar with price or would you rather trade a benintendi on his own and see what you can get. But Benatendi gives you some cost certainty, too, because mm-hmm. he's still, you know, he's just going into his arbitration eligible year. So he's got, you've got three more years of control with him. So, you know, that's going to be relatively low cost. Right. So I, I don't, I don't, just trading him for the sake of trading him, I don't, I don't see how that makes any sense. It's if you're going to package say, yeah. him in a deal to get more in return, I guess the question would be is, that's where what it makes would you sense get back? Because that's the thing, not a lot of, so I heard one scenario where let's say the the Sox traded Price and he went to St. Louis. Would you take on a Matt Carpenter who had a miserable year last year, but he has like thirty, we'll call it nine million dollars left over the next like two years? Is that someone you'd want to bring back? Play first base? You know what I mean? I'd be okay. Because I mean, personally, I like him. That's that's the type of guys you're gonna get. You're gonna get yeah. guys who are who have steep deals, probably on the shorter you know shorter end right. of it. Yeah, yeah, you want less years get. to come back. That's the uh, that's the ideal situation. You get a guy like Carpenter. If I don't know how much is left on his contract, I think it was two years. So it's not too too bad. Another name I heard in a similar situation was Will Myers. What do you guys think about Will Myers over in San Diego? He has not been good for them. I he, think that he is soft, like baby poop. He has that <laughs> reputation, but if if, if you're soft that. when you're playing in San Diego. And, you know, San Diego, the West Coast, those are perfect landing spots for David Price. Oh, yeah. A place where the media isn't as uh, intense. The fan base isn't as right. intense. They don't expect as much. You know, that's a great place for Price. If you've got somebody like Will Myers who couldn't cut it in a, in a city like that, you're going to bring him into Boston? Yeah. It, it's, a, you get, it's like around 60-some-odd million dollars left. Mm-hmm. You know, think about uh, Myers. He was, with, he was with Kansas City. He was at next, you know. The catching prospect is what he was at And first. then, you know. Or did he start in Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay. Thank you. That's yeah. where he first then came Then he up. went to Kansas City, and then he went to San Diego. So he's been on three, like, you know, mid-market small, teams. Yeah, small yeah. market teams, yeah. You know, and now he's being paid like a top guy on a mid-market team. 
You know what I mean? Where did, were you going to bring him to Boston? I, I don't I don't see it. Reports came out that he would be only $13 million towards the cap. I mean, that's still quite a bit for a guy who's batting two thirty for his career. And also, he's a guy that really hasn't played first base. Right, you know he I mean? was bad at first base, which I don't know. Like Where, and if you're looking, and again, we were talking about, okay, you need a first baseman. I'd rather go ahead and take a flyer on Greg Bird. Ooh. I, like, that's <laughs> like that's what I would <laughs> like to see them spicy. do. I like you that. know, one year, short money, maybe, th- we'll call it no more than $4 million. Right. Or you do like a one year with an option, or you do like the deal with Perez. You know, left-handed bat. You know, replaces Mitch Moreland. Low risk, high reward. If you can stay good, healthy, you stick it to the Yanks. If he's healthy, that's a that's not a bad little move. I mean, he had clout. People thought he was going to be better than Gary Sanchez. If you remember, they thought he was going to be their big power prospect. Yeah, and, and he did wrong, he did well for a while, but he just couldn't stay on the field. But uh, foot problems, a lot of foot problems. Yeah, I like Will Myers though because he doesn't use batting gloves. I like guys old like school. That. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is true. Yeah, but I but I'm not paying nine million dollars just for a guy who doesn't wear batting gloves. Do you remember when uh when they were trading John Lester that that was one of the rumors where they were gonna build a package on Will Myers for really no for I don't John remember Lester. that one. So we could have had him the whole time and we'd probably be uh, not happy. So let's, they, let's keep him in San Diego. Instead they got Cespedes, who we forget that played for the Red Sox. He was great for the Red Sox too. That's what got you Porcello. Right. It's true. Right. Yeah, and he's uh he's he has his own problems that he's dealing with currently for the Mets. Yeah, what's going on with him? I, I heard a little bit his about pro- it. Well, the ru- all right, so when, it, when he, he hurt both his heels, working, and I'm using air quotes here, working on his ranch, the rumor was he fell off his horse. Oh, okay. Another guy. Destroyed soft. both his heels. Can't, can't stay healthy. Wow. And now they, I mean, he must have been in the wrong because they admit, I, how often does a guy give back $19 million? Mm. To, I don't I, He's still in the organization. I don't know. It's weird. I've never really seen anything like that, but. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a whole other story for a different day, I guess. You know, and there was a guy that you you'd see all the highlights of him throwing people out, and oh yeah, you know, just had a hose for an arm. But the guy was a bad outfielder. That's oh, something yeah. you don't realize until you see him play every day. They chopped the thirty second clip of him missing the ball. That it, that's the reason why it <laughs> went to the wall <laughs> to a fifteen second clip of him yeah. gunning him out at home. Yeah. So n- another one, really quick, because we were just we were with talking about price. Would you package price with JBJ? To Toronto, because Toronto has kicked the tires on a potential reunion. Now, to me, JBJ in Toronto makes sense because that outfield is huge. Right. And they've had success with good defensive outfields before. Kevin Pillar, man, their center field for some time. Another guy that was non-tended. Who mm-hmm. you know what? He will he will cost you half the money that JBJ is going to get. Yeah. You're probably looking he can at hit like better. Uh, and and I'm a JBJ guy. You guys know I love JBJ's. New swing again with my air quotes. Okay, I was wrong <laughs> on that. But yeah, Kevin Blar would be a yeah. Great no, he he really didn't pay attention to JD Martinez and and no. uh, the techniques. But Pilar probably will. It's ha- I'm telling you, half the money. Oh, easy, yeah. You know he'll play a very good center field, mm-hmm. and he's got one MVP vote. That's something JBJ doesn't have. That's interesting. He had, a, he had an MVP mm. vote. Yeah, wow. but JBJ has an American League uh, Championship Series MVP. Oh yeah. So if you're packaging uh, Price and, and Bradley to Toronto, what are you getting back in return? What do they have in terms of... They've got young talent up there, but I don't think they're going to give any of it up. Oh, you mean we couldn't get Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for Price? Don't want <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero Jr. You know, Thank that, you, I'm good. That hefty boy? Yeah, yeah no. Little tick, tick, tick legs. Yeah. No, I'm good with him. <laughs> well, they are obviously not going to trade Biggio's kid or... You're not going to get Bichette's Bichette. kid. They're no. not going to trade any of their former superstars' kids. Justin Smoke, get him to play first base. You have my attention, sir. 
I like a switch hitting first. I mean, I don't know how great he is at first because he DH for them a lot, but he could put him at first, switch hitter. It's a good player. I like that. I really I mean, like if that. your pitching's going to suck, you might as well get as many guys who can hit a million home runs. Right. Get us to watch some entertaining home runs. And not only that, you get to see Price probably come in pitching Fenway at least a couple of times. Oh, that would be juicy. Yeah. That would be that nice. That would be a reunion. Maybe his first time to pull a Kyrie and not a... Uh, and not, not show up. Not show up. My or his, his hand will go numb. It'll be a, it'll be a cold day in October. Yeah, yeah. not October uh, in April. Yeah, because you know? yeah, price doesn't do well in October. Another Fortnite injury. Yeah, missed that game. Right. Yeah, uh, that'd be fun. That would be fun. That'd it's be gonna fun. be fun. Be They're gonna have a lot to do. So, uh, right now, guys, what do you think of this team as they are constituted right now, without making any other moves? Where do you see them finishing in the AL East? I think they compete for second place in the East right wow. now. Mr. Optimism is yeah, back. Yeah, I think they they still have a good team. And the Rays, they're good too. They are good. But I still think that they have enough to scratch and claw. They're not going to catch Yankees. Even if they do make these trades, I don't think. I think this is going to be a, a great Yankees year. I'm not really – it's not really a hot take there. But I still, I still think they can compete for a wild card as instituted now. Uh, but – you know, that is me. I am Mr. Optimism. You are. You are. How about you, Chris? Well, they have no closer. They have no bullpen. They have three lefties in the rotation, and three of the five are hurt um, or have an injury history. Uh, they have no first baseman. Their second baseman is on his last legs, no pun intended. Um, Don't forget Michael Chavis. They, he, he'll yeah. probably factor in one of those two positions. And another James favorite, Bobby Dahlbach. Yeah. Who I, well, I see him maybe mid-year. Yeah, I don't think I he'll break camp in that, with in it. That international tournament. He did, he, he did, but and he's not major league pitching now either. Now it's time to play the majors, or you're not going to play in the majors. I think currently, at, currently as they're built, obviously the Yankees should, and I'll, I'll give you my opinion on them in a little while. But should win the division. I I think Tampa Bay is your clear cut number two. They've given us no other, I, in my opinion, no other reason why you would think they wouldn't be. Yeah, they're good. Um, I mean, they they'll have what's his name Glasnow will be back the whole year. They'll be good. You know, I think right now the Sox in Toronto are, are need to battle for who's going to own third place until the Red Sox can show that they're going to bring more pieces to the puzzle here. Again, it's early, but as currently constituted, they got a good team. You know, right. they have a good offense, but th- they have the same pitching as last year right now. Yeah, and I, I disclaimer here: I wasn't if they uh, they can't literally go into the year without a first baseman. So I mean, obviously, I'm assuming that they'll fill some role, fill those positions. But I think with JD, with Mookie. With ba- with ba- uh, Bogarts, with Devers, that is a nasty force. No, it is. Around. It is. It they'll, is. But they'll score some runs. But, but who's going to close out the game of the ninth? Are you going to yeah. go back to Workman? You right. know, is, is that right. what we're going to do? I, there's definitely some questions to be to be answered, but I think that they're going to answer them. So maybe I've, I've, I'm taking a little bit more uh, for a team for a team that has a 200 plus million dollar payroll. They have more questions. Oh yeah, a lot of those teams are out there now. Though you're seeing a lot of the the skeletons of the Cubs. And of the Red Sox, we just saw what the the Tigers looked like when they had a big payroll and not much to show for it. This is this is kind of make or breaks off season for the Red Sox. And and if they are going to get under that luxury tax threshold, I don't I don't see them having you know Mookie's probably going to come in somewhere around thirty. Oh yeah, for his arbitration he number made twenty and change last year, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean they were at about one fifty five. Then between the Peraza and Perez signings. That puts them up around 165. Mookie gets 30. Now you're at 195, mm-hmm. and the, the threshold is 208. So that leaves you about $13 million to get a first baseman, second baseman, backup catcher, and 
two arms in the rotation and a couple right. in the bullpen. Yeah, I so they gotta make. I mean, they you're, you're going to be going to the uh, baseball equivalent of uh, Building 19 or Ocean State Job Lot <laughs> or something like that <laughs> to fill out the rest of your roster. Well, right? Yeah. yeah it, it, Hey, I'm available, guys. I I mean, I got some weight to lose, but I'm available. You could be the backup catcher. <laughs> I played catcher. Yeah, there you go. Years ago. <laughs> All right, so I think we've uh, talked enough about the Red Sox. There's a few other things going on though uh, surrounding the major leagues that I, I just wanted to touch base on shortly. Uh, right now, uh, the major leagues are uh, in a battle with the minor leagues. Weird, right? Over some changes that are coming up. Yeah, it's it's really getting nasty to the point where uh, Major League Baseball is saying. Hey, if you guys don't do what we want you to do, we're just going to start our own minor league. Right. Uh, which is which is really scary. And it could have some implications to uh, some teams around here as well. Uh, one of the things that the major league, uh, major league Baseball wants to see the minor league start doing is uh, upgrading their facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and also they want to move the uh, amateur draft, which is now in June. Mm-hmm. They want to push it back to August. And what that would do is that would cut out the short season teams, which Lowell is, the Lowell right. Spinners. Uh, you wouldn't have those short season teams anymore. So potentially Lowell's in jeopardy of losing uh, their affiliation. And Major League Baseball is also looking to cut down on the number of affiliated teams. So maybe you won't have three A teams mm-hmm. and three um, low, you know, what do they have? What do they call them? Uh, div- the, the, uh, the rookie leagues, yeah, the yeah. Gulf Coast League, right, right. The so spinners is the short season A. Then you have the full A in Greenville. Yeah, so you, you know you're going to cut out a lot of that. So I, I think they were saying there were potentially. I think the number I saw was 42. I saw that too. Yeah, teams that could lose their affiliation with Major League mm-hmm. Baseball. So could be could be some uh, huge hits coming up uh, in the near future. It's wild too. The government stepping in. That Bernie Sanders met with the minor league uh, executives. Yeah, it's it's getting weird. I didn't even know that they were that separate they're threatening to uh pull their baseball's um antitrust exemption is it antitrust i think that sounds about right yeah basically uh you know them being a monopoly on baseball right you know they haven't that's you know there's laws against that kind of thing from one company dominating the field and creating a monopoly and baseball is exempt from that yeah you know it's funny too the the minor leagues i guess they they went public with their their displeasure is that the right yeah, word? Yeah, right, right. With some of the things going on in Major League Baseball, did not like that. No, that's when they said, "If you guys don't want to play ball with us, no right. pun intended, we'll just start our own minor leagues." What do you think about that? Uh, you know, it's it's probably just posturing right now. Yeah. You know, in any negotiation, there's going to be a back and forth, and I'm sure they'll they'll come to some type of middle ground for an yeah. agreement. Th- I mean, to that th- on their end, losing all of their minor league affiliates, what would what? I don't even know what that would look like. Does that mean we don't have to put up with the Woo Sox if that happens? I hope so. We'll, we'll right, get now to that in favor, a minute. We'll I'm in favor of that, that now. <laughs> You've swayed me by minor leagues. Yeah, that I don't. It's it's getting weird when it comes to the 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 minor league and major league battle. I don't know where it would go. And up until that point, I thought Rob Manfred was having a dynamite offseason. Mm. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that. The three rule changes that they're implementing in 2020. I thought he nailed all three of them. Go for it. It was the 26-man roster. Yeah, which Bullpen, I like. Bullpen guys got to face a minimum three. Don't like it. I yeah, love I don't that. like that one. I either. love it because it's the specialist. Like when you really look at a lefty specialist, that guy is barely a big league ball player. He's not. They're typically not great. You're gonna teach guys that you're gonna make these. Min- the, you're gonna make them more money. There's gonna be less of them that stick around, but they'll make more money because they're more important. They have to get three outs, and it all comes down. They to have to get three outs in the inning. 
They have to face minimum three batters. Minimum three batters yeah. if they're so brought three in. Outs, it's but three but three if they get the final out in the inning, they don't have to start the next inning and get I don't two believe more they outs. Do. No, no yeah. that's not the rule. And then there's a third one that is, it's completely ran away from my mind right now. I cannot think of it. it was How a does third it feel? One. It's what happens when know. you get older. Yeah, I don't. It was a third that I was ha- I was happy about. They also, uh, they're gonna stop testing for pot, which is whatever you stand on that on that topic. It's just good when these these guys if they're they're not gonna bust them for you know, smoking a joint or whatever. They're only going to test for opioids. Uh, so that's a good thing for the popularity of players. And this is actually, I, w- I actually want to, I don't do, I have, I'll, do you want me to save this topic or do you want to jump right into it? No, nah, jump right in. All right, so Francisco Lindor was asked if the, uh, how he felt about uh, basically the NBA and how it's run by the, the players. And he said that the Players Association, I believe he said the Players Association, are working to put in some some sort of, checks and balances, some rules, whatever it is, to allow players to leave earlier so they're not under the draftees' control until they're almost 30. And So cut down on the six years of team control. Cut down the six years, let these guys kind of be more vocal in where they want to play. I, as a you know soon-to-be 32-year-old guy who's been watching sports, don't like that because it gives off kind of – but then at, at the same time, uh, NBA's thriving. And I think it has to do with the whole social media aspect of the world and the, the millennial kind of outlook. And I think that if that happens with baseball, it's only going to make it more popular. They need to do, they need drastic changes to get popularity up. And if it's if that's one of the things that they believe can help, I'm I'll be okay with it. They still need to change the product on the field. Oh, and I certainly. think pace of play is the big certainly. thing with baseball. I mean, as much as we all love baseball, I'm sure there's some guys, some games where it's just like. Come on, let's get on with it it's, now. It's baseball is rarely my focal point of what I'm watching. It's usually yeah. check in, check out, check yeah, in, well, check out. You can do that. You can just put a game on, mm-hmm. and then you you could act. You could probably even watch another show while the right. game is on, right? Just because that's it what the so pace often. of play right. is like. Yeah, they get. And pay, we'll talk about pace of play real quick. Pitch clock just seems like the most obvious thing to do. Guys I, like Price, the old guys, they're going to be mad. But if you institute it with little leagues now. Well, they've instituted leagues, in the minor leagues. It's not. Yeah, d- they have the so pitch clock in the minor leagues, and it's working fine. Just let them all let it, let, start it young. The guys will eventually get to the next levels. They're not going to care. Obviously, a guy who's been doing it this one way his whole career is going to hate it. But you just do it. Make them do it. And then as long as you institute things to the youngins to, to just feel more normal with it, eventually it'll just be how it is. I went to a Sea Dogs game up in Portland this summer, and they had the pitch clock. What would you think? I liked it. It was quick. The the it like it was, I didn't feel like it detracted from the game. It, it was the pace of play. I mean, it was quick. Right. You know what I mean. And, and when you're sitting there and, you, and you're watching, you didn't even pay attention. That it's even there. You know. Yeah. What you mean? didn't so even notice. Right. It's just it would be it'd be another excuse for some of these older guys to be to not want to adapt to change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the pace of play in baseball right now is probably their number one albatross. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. You know, t- some of the things we talked about, that 26-man roster, that extra roster spot is going to be huge, especially, you know, with, you know, how doubleheaders. I mean, they could always add a guy anyway for doubleheaders, but just being able to have another, say, arm in the bullpen, um, I I think it's, t- you know, again, no matter where you stand, I think it's time now that it's just stop testing for pot. It's yeah, not a yeah, big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think the NFL needs to jump on board with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but Especially the NFL because those guys use it for pain management. Pain management, right. You know, I just, I'm kind of waiting for, you know, like this year with this minor league thing, you know, I, I it's going to, look at the communities that are going to be affected. Just n- don't even look at like the product in the field and the affiliation. Mm-hmm. Just look at like, for example, now granted, Pawtucket's not being affected because of this, 
But like, just think of communities like that, mm-hmm. that they have this facility. There's thousands of jobs that are attached to that. You know what I mean? It's, it's a great family it's, event. It's an opportunity where if you can't take your family to a Red Sox game, that will cost you a few hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You can take them to a monoleague facility. A kid that's five or six years old isn't really going to know the difference. They're just going to remember the experience. Right. You can probably walk out of there spending a hundred bucks. You're more likely to get autographs and more likely to get foul balls and souvenirs don't cost an arm and a leg. No, so I, yeah, I, I think it's a great another I lived in Connecticut a couple of years back. And in Norwich with Dodd Stadium, and mm-hmm. that's where the Giants double uh, A team is. You know what I mean? You can go to a game for twenty bucks. You can have a couple of beers and two hot dogs, and you're in it for like thirty five bucks. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just here's Major League Baseball that all that could go away. And if they have their hands in it to where they can control like MLB, right. you're going to go to a minor league game, and you're going to be spending major league major league dollars to go to the stuff. Right. Right. You know what? The, the last rule change actually popped into my head when you were talking. Uh, pitchers can go on 15-day DLs or ILs, not not the uh, 10 that they had last year. So you'll have the 10 for players, I guess, and then 15 for pitchers. How does that help? Um, I don't. I think because you can go on the 10-day IL and, and just keep stay going. on it yeah, longer. Yeah, I don't know exactly what that. That's probably why it, it eluded me because I didn't understand why it was hmm. a big deal. But it was one of the three things that they're instituting for 2020. Interesting, interesting. Uh, one last uh, thought I had with the minor leagues that just totally escaping me right now. Uh, but so let's talk about the Wu Sox. I just want to get a thumbs up or a thumbs down because we had this debate on our uh, standard syndicate mm-hmm. podcast. Wu Sox logo, thumbs up, thumbs down. Matt, I give that a big thumbs down. And that's Mister Positive. Down, down, down. Chris, I like the W. Oh, W's right. cool with yeah. the heart. No, because no. Worcester's the no, heart of no. Massachusetts. No, not at Is all. Is it? Worcester's Allegedly, that's Wor- what they call themselves. Mike was spot on when he referred to Worcester. <laughs> oh, don't as tell a him dump. that his head's big enough All already. Right. <laughs> Mike was around; he was okay. <laughs> no. Worcester is a dump. Um, the smiley face, the, that Walmart logo with mm-hmm. the socks and the Ted Williams swing and all that—that's for the kids. You know right. what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I, you know what? I'm out. So, yeah, um, thumbs down. What about you, Bill? Uh, no, I'm down. Down. I'm down all the way. And, you know, it'd be funny if they changed their whole affiliation. They could be building this stadium, and, and this would kick in for 2021. Yeah. Which is you're when right. it would also, and they right. might not have a team. Wow. Talk about that. Is I mean, that is a poor yeah. job. Bad move, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That, I know the, the, the idea of the minor league teams are typically goofy, like they have a taco team and a bacon team and whatever. But I just, I don't know. I'm not gonna buy. Like I used to buy the the Paw Sox hat. I thought it was a cool logo. You had the polar bear, you mm. had the socks with the swipe. I thought that was cool. I'm not gonna be buying a, a Walmart hat. Like, I don't, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna go along with that too. Yeah, they're definitely marketing to kids. Yeah. The um the thought I had on on uh, minor league baseball wasn't really minor league baseball. It was the pay, uh, uh the other changes they had to they have to make for the game to get to make okay. it more popular is cut down on the number of strikeouts. Because right. right now, the approach right now, if you strike out, oh, big deal. It's just one out. It's the three true but, outcomes. That's all the hitters yeah, are going with. Yeah. I mean, it's to me, it's just taking away from the game. Yeah. To see 10 guys strike out in a game for every home run. I mean, it's just right. not worth it. Yeah, guys in the big leagues, I mean, they're batting 230, but they jack 30. Now, like, nowadays, 30 home runs is like, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing special about but it. I mean, years ago. You strike out 200-whatever times. Like, yeah. That's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm okay with that. Harry with a great catch. Little we're watching the though. Patriots game as we're recording this. Yeah, but I I, I agree. I, you know, they got a lot of changes to make. 
They got a lot of things to do to that, improve that, the product. That reminds me of like, remember Adam Dunn? Adam Dunn. Yeah, that, yeah. that dude would hit forty bombs. Yep. Right. and would strike out four thousand times. Yep. He has like the numbers one through three most strikeouts in a single season. He's like Richie Sexton. I'm yeah. gonna go back even further than that. Dave Kingman. I don't know if you guys remember him. I can't. He was anything. back in the '80s. I think I believe he is the only guy who's hit 500 home runs who is not in the hall. Maybe it's 400 home runs who was not in the Hall of Fame. But he was the same type of player. It was all or nothing. All or nothing. Yeah. I remember Jack Cust. You guys remember Jack Cust over in Oakland? He was he was one of the original three true outcomes: strikeout, walk, home run. Mm. Strikeout, walk, home run. I think baseball they thought. I mean, because obviously home runs are cool. Throw like pimping the bats. That's something else. I I love bat flips. So I'm very pro bat in the right situation. In the right situation and yep. with the right. I, I love it in the playoffs. The right level. It just it just it it's like it's awesome. It's trolling. It just kind of yeah. it pisses off. It the happens opposite. in every I, sport. I they all celebrate in yep. every sport yep. for everything. Yeah, and some it's of just it's part of the new thing. Some is just over the top. Yeah, but yeah, insane. in the right situation, like uh, what's his name, uh, Batista in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Perfect. It was great. And what's well, great perfect about it, the stadium was going nuts. Yes. Like that, the, the video of that bat flip, it's more than the bat flip because it's everything. It's You know it's gone. It's the implications right. of, the, of how important the home run was. It was in the seventh it's, it's inning. It's like not only did he hit the home run, but it was like the uh, the biggest like F you to that, to just that yeah. pitch. Everything. It was it was yeah. great. And like showboating has been going on forever. I think I saw a video of Lou Gehrig mm-hmm. pimping a home run. You know, Den- Dennis Eckersley, we used to finger, shoot, shoot, shoot at the, the batter, right? He'd give you the finger guns when he struck you out. <laughs> so it's been around. I I, I encourage it, and I, I I'm Dude. okay to watch like whatever it takes for baseball to be popular again. Yeah, some of the you know the unwritten rules of baseball, a lot of those have to go away. Go away, yeah. yeah they're I unwritten mean, for a reason. Get with the times. Yeah, and, and we don't need the dem the what is the ad- the average demographic for baseball like. It's got to be close to 50 by now. Well, what's wrong with that? No, nothing <laughs> wrong with it, but you need the young guys to keep <laughs> no, it going. I know, I know, because the young guys are the ones who spend money. They Because right, I'm right. not buying a Woo Sox hat. You've been to, you're right, you've been <laughs> enough games, you've done yeah. it enough times. So, yeah, and then to the, the three true outcomes, I think baseball thought the home runs would be what people want. But at the end of the day, it's activity is what people want. So the more balls put in play, the more likely you can see a diving play at shortstop. The more balls put in play, you see a guy leg out a triple. Those are exciting plays that they didn't really, that people haven't really gravitated towards but i think they would if they saw more of it i'd rather see a great defensive play than right. a home run right just a home run in the middle of the inning nobody on somebody hits a home run okay but a great defensive play oh yeah i love those they're just so slick especially from the middle infielders or a diving catch like you get more balls put in play it, it's just i think it's going to promote faster game it's like a faster paced game because when you get as it is now it's strike one strike two Ball one, home run, or you know what I mean. Yeah. It's just like, or strikeout. It's just the the strikeouts look cool, but they were they they were around back before the the, the home run outbreak of that we have now. Like Pedro, which he had fifteen K games. Like the 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 best pitches will do it. So strikeouts aren't gonna go away. But it's just I don't need to see Joe Blow fifth starter get eight Ks because no one's really trying to put the ball in play. Right. If Martin Perez can strike out eight on a consistent basis, I'll yeah. be I'll be stoked. Right. Well, he I think he had a lot of strikeouts last year, but he also rocked that five plus ERA. No, but I, I get I get what you're saying. It just you need more. There, there needs to be a little more activity in the game. Yeah. You know what I mean, but there, but I mean, there's going to be people who are even our age that are going to say that can be baseball purists that just love the way baseball is played. Yeah. You know, I, 
I love a good home run. You know what I mean? Like right. I'll never forget, you know, the 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 night that I was watching the Sox and Manny hit that home run <laughs> over the over the monster against oh, the Angels in the playoffs. Like, that was I, awesome. I, uh, you know, like I I'm think that was the prettiest swing I have ever seen from a right handed. Oh hitter. no, yeah, no doubt. Him and Pujols for me are the yeah. two. No, best I mean that, that particular swing oh, on the, that oh, home yeah. run was the prettiest right handed swing I've K, ever that seen. That was K Rod when he was just filthy. Yep. And he, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, big moments like that. Sure, the home run right. is still great, but I mean, you know, if everybody's trying to jack a home run in in the third inning of a meaningless game in May. Right. You know, and, and, it makes and the they strike like out as a result of it because they're trying to hit the home runs. I kind of compared it to the way basketball is going. Basketball is becoming just shoot threes. Oh, yes. You're losing the yeah. – da- like, there's no post anymore. There's no – get. like, there's nothing. It's just shoot a three. Don't even work down, for a shot. Three. No. Just kick your legs out, fall over. You'll mm-hmm. get a foul or you'll get a three. You lost me at basketball. I completely tuned right out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, we're actually looking for something to host a Celtics podcast if you're listening. Sounds like you, Matt. Sounds like you. I think you just volunteered. We'll call it the Hat Three <laughs> podcast. Bad, bad, bad three. <laughs> All right, guys, we're over an hour, which uh, when we That's first started out, I'm like, wow, we got to be able to stretch this out. And here we are over an hour. Before we wrap up, though, I do want to run down the Hall of Fame ballots are out. Awesome. Um, and one quick uh, Hall of Fame note. Um, Dwight Evans, who I'm sure you guys never saw play, he was uh, what I'll call the Veterans Committee. I don't think they call that call it that anymore. I think they do actually. Do they still call it the something Veterans like Committee? Yeah, yeah. Some well, sort of committee. He just missed out. I think uh, they needed 12 votes from the committee to get in, and he only got eight. <sighs> unfortunately for him. But if you look at his numbers in comparison to Harold Baines, who got in last year, they're they're very good. And Evans also ranks for his time for the 80s. He's right up there in home runs and batting mm-hmm. average and. You compare his stats to guys who are playing now, and they're just ridiculous what the guys have now, so they don't compare. But if, if you look at him in his era, he is right up there and probably the best defensive right fielder I've ever seen. Right. He was like if if, if Jackie Bradley could hit. like He was dynamite in the outfield, yeah. but he was also great at the plate. Yeah. So that's my old school uh, vote for Dewey. But when he played, I didn't think he was a, a Hall of Fame player. So right. that that's my eyeball test with – with the Hall of Fame. If I think a guy is a Hall of Famer while I'm watching him, I don't need to go back and look at the numbers. Right, you know when you know. him. Right. Right. Like the Jeter. What do you guys think? Jeter in or out? <clears throat> oh, he's going to get in. He's going well, yeah, he's yeah, going to get in. If you were running the show, is he in or out? If Jeter didn't play in New York, right. He's not the player he's, that no, he was. He's 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 not even a remembered player if he was I wouldn't say that. I mean, good solid player. Oh, sure. It was a clutch guy. You know, um could make the big dramatic play. Yep. But you know, overall, is is he is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? I don't know. Yeah, I, I see. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's a first ballot. But and I'm not having a Yankee bias. But um, I think he, he gets in. I mean, oh yeah. Oh, he'll definitely. They're get gonna. In. You look at everything. I mean, if you look at everything on the surface, I mean, the World Series, the the titles, you know, just the accolades, what he's, you know, just what he, I think, did for baseball. I don't know. I. Hated him when he was, of course, you know, as a player. Mm-hmm. Of course, but you know, I respect him. I yeah, I, I he's he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, I I see. I like you. The eyeball test, I have him in. I don't need to look at the numbers. I just know that I hated playing against him as a as a Red Sox fan watching. The, or I didn't play against him, but I hate when the Red Sox had to play against him. And he just made the plays. That play he made in Oakland in like one to me is the best baseball play I've ever seen. The in my flip life. to the, the flip. plate. That yep. was insane. It was just diving those into moments, the stands in uh, Yankee I, Stadium. See, I thought while he did Nomar that. is is sitting on the I, bench yeah, pouting, with, no, I was uh, quote say unquote hurt. But I think he <laughs> dove. In, I don't think he needed to dive in the stands. But that's he didn't. Hit he there. didn't. But it, but but it sure looked like a hell of a play. He was yeah, and I just think that 
you can't help where you where you where you get drafted where you play. If he was on Minnesota, would he be a Hall of Famer? No. No. But he was on the Yankees. That is what he did, and he. I mean, you can't fault the guy for, for for coming up big when he came up big. No, no, he he got it done in in the biggest moments. So I want to run down the ballot quick. Just give me your yes or no on uh, on these players. Okay. Bobby Abreu, Abreu. I'm sorry, Abreu. No. 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 That's a no. Josh Beckett. No. Matt Smiley. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, you can't. But I mean, Red Sox Hall of Fame. You want to put him in like the little like sh- the fan thing or something? No. Small wing. No. Just a little small wing. I don't I'm think okay he was there long enough. No, he wasn't there long. For a team Hall of Fame, you've got to be there for a good long time. Oh, he was. I loved Josh Beckett when he was here. All right, Heath Bell. No, no, I mean, no. I'm not even going to ask. No, I'm going to skip over um, some of the bigger names. We'll just run through these quick. So Eric Chavez, Adam Dunn, who we just talked about. I'm no on both. I am a no on both. Yeah. If uh, if yeah. if Eric Chavez was healthier, right. Then if this was the Hall could, of Very Good, you know, we could make a case Hall of, Hall of Very, very good. good. We should implement that. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was great for Oakland, but yeah, you're right. He's not. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I'm gonna run through this quick. If if there's anybody that uh, I think most of these are no's, but I just want to okay. run through the list. So, Chon Figgins, Rafael Fercal, Jason Giambi. I love these names, by the way. This is bringing me back. Yeah, I love yeah. these names. Todd Helton. Yes. Yeah. Todd Helton was. A st- I remember Todd Helton being a stud, and it just sucks that he he was the opposite. Of Jeter, if that yeah. guy yeah. was on had the Red he played Sox, in New York, or if that had he played in a big, the Red Sox yeah. was supposed to get. If that would have happened, he would. That guy was a stud. You're not going to uh, buy some of his numbers were inflated by playing in Colorado. I would say that that's going to be an argument that people are going to make. You know, being yeah. being in, at, in playing in Coors. Yeah, but it, it's a, it's a give and take. He was because they stunk when he was there, mm. and he was never highlighted. So if you remove him from there, maybe the numbers go down a, a tick, but his fanfare would have went up if he was in a big market team. Do I have to tell you guys he was the starting quarterback at Tennessee nope, and was I knew replaced that. by yep. Peyton Manning? Mm-hmm. I, I may have heard that once that. or twice. Um, pick six by Gilmore? Nice. Yep. No flags? Doesn't look like it. That's nice. his second pick of the game, too, by the way. Uh, Raul Abanez. No. No. With a no on no. that one. Jeter, that we already talked yep. about. Oh, yes. Andrew Jones. That is something I'd have to dig in because I remember when he hit the scene, it was – this guy's going to yeah. be a Hall of Famer. Home runs in his first two at-bats in the, in the uh, World Series. World he Series. was absolutely – and then I at think 19? he faded. At 19? Yeah, yeah, he was a baby. And he was – I remember him being very good. good but, again, too. I don't remember if he good was a Hall of too. Famer. Yep. Jeff Kent. Yes, because he was a premier sh- – he was the premier bat at that position. He, first he, w- he was a power-hitting second baseman before there were power-hitting second baseman. Right, exactly. Yeah. Paul Konerko. I'm going to go no. with a no on that. I'm going with no, but he is in my Hall of Famer. I love Paul Konerko. <laughs> Cliff Lee? No, no, no. He was very good, but no. Carlos Pena. Really? No. He's getting. The, he's no. on the ballot. He's on the ballot. I mean, he was in. Well, I mean, ball. all you have to do is play ten years to get on the ballot. Right. True. True. Then you true, have to true, stay true. on. He had the a ballot. handful of good years in Tampa. Yeah, he Bay. was pretty solid, yeah. but no. Brad Penny. No. Pitch for the Red Sox. I remember him being good, but not good enough. He to wasn't be. healthy enough. All right, if Beckett's not in, he's not in. Here's another intriguing name: Andy Pettit. I would. I would. I would just say again because yes. the Yankees and stuff. I would say yes. Well, I mean, he also. Came through in the clutch and he was the, great. In the yeah. big games. Houston, yeah. He was a big game yeah. pitcher. Houston, exactly. Yeah. So I uh, steroid allegation, though. Yeah. I'd still. Yeah, but I'd he admitted still, it. Yes. He admitted it. But yeah. he admitted yes. it. He took it. He took it on the chin. Yeah. He Andy Pettit's one of the one. I'm sorry. There's actually two Yankees that I would love for them to play for the Red Sox. One is Pettit, and the other one would have been Bernie Williams, who Bernie. I think Bernie should Williams, be a yeah. Hall of Famer. Bernie Williams. He is a Hall. Oh no. I was going to say he is, but he's not. <laughs> Uh, JJ Putz. 
No, I do remember. I remember, I remember him, but no. Yeah. Manny Ramirez. 100%. 100%, yeah. So you guys don't worry about the steroids. Nope. Busted three times for steroids. Right. Yep. I See, my overall take is just that's just what the guys did when I was a kid, you know, growing up in that era. Mm-hmm. If, Shame if, on baseball for not policing it. Exactly. Great point, Chris. And I feel like if he's not in the Hall of Fame, what's the point? What's the point of even having a Hall of Fame if the best players aren't in it? I don't care what they were doing. They're still the best players. Okay. Brian Roberts. Brian Bip Roberts. He was good, him. but he no. Yeah, yeah. I'm he's gonna a go solid no, player. Though. He wore those weird red yeah. contacts. Not even the Hall of Very Good. <laughs> yes. Just, yes, yes. Yeah, he's not the Hall of Very Good either. He's yes. just, yeah. Exactly. yeah, he's just he, he's the Hall of Solid. Yeah. yeah, he's solid. Yeah, Scott Rowland. I'm gonna go no, but I would put him in the Very Good. Yeah, I see. I have to, that's another one I, like Andrew Jones. I'd have to look at. Mm-hmm. So Andrew Jones. Exactly. Really see, to quick. me, if you have to look at him, then he's not a Hall. That's of a great point. Yeah. Then so probably that's no. that's my take. I on pulled it. up Andrew Jones really quick. Two fifty four lifetime batting average, four hundred thirty four home runs, twelve hundred eighty nine RBI. Yeah, see, that's if a no, you're just then. looking at those. Not three great, stats. Bob. That's not great. No. No. All right, here's a polarizing name: Kurt Schilling. Yes. My bias will not allow me to say no. I'm going yes too for what he did in the big moments. Mm-hmm, big moments. Big big game pitcher. He, he was a good play. He was he a good pitcher in the regular season. If Jack Morris is in, Kurt Schilling is great, in. Great, yeah, exactly. Great point. If Morris is in, Schilling's in. So, I'm a yes, but he's it's I don't know. He's just such a head case, and he and he has yeah. an opinion on everything that this you, is what's keeping him out of it. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta go by his and on I know the field. You, and I, you, not I, as I know you have to. But I you, don't agree with his political views. You know, though, people State of Rhode Island doesn't agree with many of his views. But you know the people who vote on this, and they see his name on there, they're not going, oh, well, you know what? He was lights out in the postseason, and, you know, him and Randy Johnson, that, that uh, you know, when they beat the Yankees was, you know, right. dynamite. Oh, yeah. They're not looking at that. They're looking at what did he say on ESPN or, ESPN. Yep. you know, what's he tweeting and yep. all that other nonsense. Right. So. But I, I'm a yes. He's the first ever guy to get elected to the Hall of Fame when they don't allow him to give a speech before he goes in. <laughs> and he, I think he, I heard some stat that he was over a certain percentage and everybody who's ever gotten to that point eventually has gotten right. in. Right, So I want to say he's over, he was over 50% yeah. on the last ballot yeah. and I still think he's got two or three more years he's got some, yeah, he's on got the some ballot. Chances, so yeah. I hope he gets in. Gary Sheffield. Going on what we just said, if I have to look up the numbers, then he's a no, he's a no. Because, okay. again, I'd have to look him up. I remember him being great, and, I mean, that batting stance was, like, the coolest whip yeah. ball stance you could ever have as a kid. <laughs> violent but swing. Violent just swing. No. But, yeah, I don't know if he's uh, – I think, again, Hall of Very perfect, Good. Perfect Yankee. Just he, he was. Hate, I, I, you brought up his name, and I just immediately saw flashbacks, and I just had instant hate. He has a couple rings. Right? You got one in Miami. Was he on that team in, when they won? Uh, I, I think so. The first yeah. one? Yeah. When they beat Cleveland, was he on he's, that he's, team? He was a really good player. He's a really good player, right. Another former Yankee, Alfonso Soriano. No, no, no. Again, he was good, but no. Another steroid guy, Sammy Sosa. Alleged steroid guy was never, never officially busted. Now you want to talk about whack jobs? That guy, <laughs> that guy's turning into a whack job. But uh, it's. I'm gonna go. Yes. N- I'm gonna go no. Go yes, I and it's not because of the whole like steroids thing. I just he had a couple of really good years. Right. You know, but do a couple of really good years get you into the Hall of Fame? It shouldn't. It needs no. to be the longevity of your career. I mean, one of only five guys to hit more than sixty home runs in a season. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm and out. then he, like his contributions to the the popularity of the sport, uh, kind of hold near and dear to my heart. But you know, I say that about five guys to hit more than sixty home runs. Roger Maris isn't in. He's not in. And he hit sixty-one. Really? So Maris then I'm isn't out. In. I'm out on Sosa. You guys have changed my mind. I'm yeah, out. no, I'm out on him. He's losses marbles too. Yeah. Uh, Jose Valverde. I can't. 
I remember the name. I yeah. can't so Closer, right? Detroit. Yeah. Was he, I was going to say he was a shortstop. He so. was closer with think, Detroit. Yeah. He was actually pretty nasty. He was with Detroit. nasty. Okay. Um, but no. I don't know if he's a Hall of no. Famer. No. That's a no. Omar Vizquel. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Is Ozzy yeah. Smith in? Ozzy See, Smith I would, is I in, right? Yeah. I would That's guess my comp in. for exactly, Vizquel. Exactly, right. It's a great comp. Yeah. Switch hitter, banjo and he, and he hitter, hit, great shortstop. Parallel to Dwight Evans. Dwight Evans came up, could not hit. Vizquel was the same way. Eventually became a Found good it, hitter. Yeah. Like so. Yadier Molina is like, he's a guy that we'll probably be yep, talking about yep, when they go same to Hall of Fame. Yep. He couldn't hit at first, and then yeah, the guy still did it now. And at Molina, I think he's a Hall of Fame. He's not a first ballot, but he's a Hall of Fame. He's got the rings. He's got the clout. He's in. Billy Wagner. No. Didn't do it long enough. No, but no, I he didn't do it long enough. But I he did, was the most dominant closer probably. He, of he was, era. and and I I liked him when he was at the Sox at, you know, for that cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I agree. No, it's a no. Another intriguing name, Larry Walker. See, everyone puts Larry Walker on the same pedestal in terms of stats for Jeter. You know, that's the thing that keeps coming out. If Jeter's in, then you got to put Larry Walker in. Well, Walker played Montreal though. Right. I so would nobody, say nobody saw him play. And then yeah. St. Colorado, Louis, yeah. St. Louis. I would go. I would no. go. No, I'm gonna go. Yeah. You go. Yeah. He has. He has good I, numbers. Yeah. He has Jeter he like was, numbers. Could, but yeah. just you gotta get there. Jeter gets in for me for the for for the swag, not for the necessarily the stats. All right. So the last two big names on here, who've been on for a while, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. Yes and yes. Yeah, we got to. What's do the it. point of having a Hall of Fame? I don't. I understand the the, the steroid stuff. And you know what? It's a, if they want to asterisk it and put it in a separate hall in the Hall of Fame, if they want to call it the steroid error, call it what you will. But if those guys are, aren't in, what's the point of the Hall you of Fame? You want to talk about trying to get popularity back? Like, just think of what Major League Baseball could do in the marketing mm-hmm. of if these two guys go in. You know what I mean? Like, just what they could potentially just how they could hype the whole thing and just, hey, with Barry Bonds. And I, I think it's time. I think we need to get over the whole steroid thing. Yeah. I, the, that was the era that it was. Major League Baseball did nothing about it. You know what I mean? Who are we, if you have a vote, to go ahead and, and say, like, no, you don't get in because you did steroids, but I'm going to put you in because of your war or your whip or whatever the hell the metric is. Like, and they, they, those two guys weren't suspended, right? They were just, no. there's allegations. No, but Barry Bonds is the poster child oh, of yeah. the I mean, steroid guys, era. Even before, even before Barry Bonds and, and he, before he, like, swelled up into the Hulk, they were, like, the dude was... Legit. Right, oh yeah, legit. no, he was a what three-time MVP before, before that. Before yeah, and and that is the one argument that I will buy with both of these guys is they were Hall of Fame players without it. Allegedly before they started taking right. the steroids. My dad was a huge Rocket fan. I mean, you guys are around the same age, so you you must be like he was oh, the yeah. man oh, in Boston. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I he passes that eye test. I right? won't forget the night that it was the Sox were playing at the the Tigers. And Clemens struck out the twenty mm-hmm. batters, and like I stayed up with my dad to watch that. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like, That's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. I, I think it's just it's time to forget about the, all the steroids. That's what that's the era that was. Now, if it happens now, you right. know, if we're talking about you know Poppy in a couple of years with this, I think there's an argument. But that's the era that that was. They have an era called the dead ball era, right? In the hall. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I don't. I don't error. think they separated. I don't think there's. Oh, it's not. Se- See, they I don't think so. No. As a dead ball error, no. So I thought they separated. No. Either way, just put it. There. I mean, people know. People, if you're fans of the Hall of Fame, you have to be a fan of baseball to go to the Hall of Fame. You know. So when you see them, you can. You know what they like. You know the what they were accused of and probably did, but at the same time, they were just the best players of their time. You know, Barry Bonds was a huge. Dink. He still when is. He play. I'm sure he still is. He still is. They, he, he was a huge dink. I he re- couldn't hack it as a coach. Maybe he was the hitting coach for the Marlins, and he couldn't because he, he was still a dink. Long. No. 
I remember uh, who was his manager in Pittsburgh? Jim Leland. Who's a legend in his Ripping own right. him because he was pouting because he didn't have a new contract. And video of Leland ripping him in the outfield in front of the entire team. Yeah. I mean, if he had pulled down his pants, put him <laughs> over his knee, and spanked him, it couldn't have been any worse. You know, that is a, the exact guy to do that to a, yes. a great player like yep. Bonds. Because Jim yep. Leland's a legend in his own right. You, you, know? you couldn't do that in today's game. No, 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 no. You know, one, one uh, memory I have of Clements, I was actually at a game. They were pick, playing Oakland. And Clemens was dominating that that night, and he got uh, I forgot what inning it was. It was the sixth inning or seventh, something like that. Got two quick outs in the game. Ricky Henderson was on deck. Remember Ricky? Oh, of course. Took his time coming up to bat, and you could just see Clemens was not having any <laughs> of it. And Ricky would just went strolling up there, took the donut off his yeah. bat, took his time. You know, obviously he was trying to gain some yeah. time for his pitcher to get a little rest. First pitch for Clemens right at his ear hole. <laughs> I mean, he was like, I can't say this with much, much conviction, but I look at Clemens as the Bob Gibson of our time, the bulldog out yeah, there, the yeah. guy you don't mess with out there, the yep. guy who would, he would, he would do whatever, whatever it took, and he was, he was like legit scary out there. Yeah, he was a big boy and he threw hard and he was great. You got to get him in the Hall of Fame. What's the point? All right, so who did we have in for sure? That Bonds, Clemens, Helton. Helton. Jeter. Jeter. Walker. Did, wa- did you uh, give Walker Kent? in? Kent uh, was in. We had Kent in. Yeah. Pettit. 100%. Pettit. Ramirez. Yep. Ramirez is in, yep. Uh, we weren't unanimous on Schilling. And were we unanimous on Walker? Uh, I'm not uh, a Walker guy. I said no on Walker. Yeah, so you can you can no. vote for up to back. 10, so we're inside of that. All right, so we've, we've made it. We've got our votes. We're take, good. We're take good. our votes down. Do we get a vote yet? Not yet. Are we, we keep no, doing this podcast, maybe. We're not in the got to apply. They need some fresh blood in there, obviously. We need to write more articles. That's what That's we need what we to need do. To get, so yeah, we need to get back on the article game. Hey, podcasts are like the new articles, so maybe we can cranking be. these out, and they then we be. can get in. There we go. There we go. All right, uh, you guys have any uh, final thoughts? I think we pretty much covered everything. I, you know, it's a, been slow for the Red Sox to start, but I still think there's a lot to be done, and I think it'll get done. Bloom, like we said in the last podcast, we all think Bloom's the right guy for the job, and I think he's gonna he's gonna make he's gonna prove that to be true. Throughout the rest of the winter, I haven't actually heard him speak yet. You know that? No, not since his he, presser. He, he keeps. A, I didn't even see that. I watch. I did watch. He his keeps presser. a low profile. Mm-hmm. Chris, any last thoughts? I do. You know what? We really didn't talk about Cole at all going to New York. Boo that man! I'm just. I I have my opinion. I thought I'm we just, did. Not really. We, no? we not really. We we just kind of like danced around it a little bit, but like you know what's. What Matt? What's your what's your thoughts? Because you're gonna get mine about once I get the he, the floor. He two things made me realize. Two well, I don't know if it made me realize it, but I was thinking about it after the signing was one. He's the guy that you give this type of money to if you're gonna do it. This is the type of guy you do it to. And two. It's this is not really baseball related, but it just shows how much money these franchises have because Cashman's not an idiot. He knows that this isn't gonna last. Nine years, but he's willing to exchange three hundred and twenty something million dollars for maybe two rings out of those uh, f- first five years. Yeah, and I think he also looked at the market over the next couple of years, and there really isn't that big right. name stud right pitcher right. sitting right. on the market exactly. potentially. But yeah, I, I thought it was great for them to do it. That's that was their guy. They they wanted to get a horse. They got him. Um, I don't like. I don't 
I'm not going to hold the contract against him because I think if the Red Sox could have, he could easily been on the Red Sox radar for the same price. That's what it costs to get a horse like that. Uh, I think it's going to help them. Uh, what I do, my big concern, and what I think Yankees fans should at least hold back on their, their parade is he now has 323 million pound bag of pressure. You, yeah, I think he's the type that can handle it. I though. think so too, but I mean, it, you never know this with certainty. When when you go to New York, if they don't win the World Series, if he doesn't win the Cy Young, like he, they're going to talk to him like he's not good at baseball. But, w- but with their pressure. offense, he doesn't need to be the he shutdown pitcher. No, no, he doesn't. But when you get money like that, when you get that type of contract, like man, that's that's big boy pressure right there. And you no, know, I think he could do it, but still. And and I always I've said this before. I'm surprised when the Yankees aren't in on a guy like this. It makes baseball better. When in well, play. it makes things more interesting with the Red Sox. Right. It makes Hopefully it, the, the Red Sox were in a position where they could compete somewhat. Yeah. Maybe go out and get the Bumgarner or the or the Dallas Keuchel. Right. But they we know that's not going to happen. Right. All right, Chris, you got the floor. So if the Yankees do not win the World Series next year, this when you sign a guy to this kind of money, they will be the biggest frauds in the history of all sports. Hands down. That is a bold statement. That, bold. that is even bolder than the Patriots losing the undefeated season. You, right now, you have a guy that you just, you're giving $324 million to. I don't care about a Cy Young. I don't, I, you need to win World Series with him. Mm-hmm. Okay? You just signed the Astros' second best pitcher to $324 million. You could say it was their best pitcher. No, their best pitcher is Verlander, who won the Cy Young. Yeah, well you so could you could have said could. you, you could, could. say we Cole won the Cy Young. Yeah, we all picked Cole. I think we did. I, we did. I think I picked Verlander, but anyway. So, so now, so now here, here you have a guy that you have to win not one World Series, not two. You have to win like four for to validate this kind of money. You know what I mean? Like, think about in like three years. He'll be what thirty two, thirty three. So so now no, I think we we'll have to look this He's up. Twenty eight or twenty nine. Well, right now the Yankees can afford to bring in somebody like him because you've still got relatively low contracts on Sanchez yeah. and Judge, guys like that. Um, they let Gregorius walk. That's mm-hmm. another one we didn't talk right, about. They did. He went they to let the Gregorius walk to the Phillies. Line. So, you know, right now they can afford that. They've also got Sabathia's money off the books, yep. which uh, was a good chunk of change. So he they just he just turned 29. Million, so. He just turned 29 in September. So okay. three years into it, you know, he'll be what? Like I said, 32 years old. You're gonna again. You're paying this dude 35 million dollars. And I know they're the Yankees, but at some point, contracts like this, I don't care who you are, that's gonna hamper you. Yeah. Think about like he has an opt-out clause. He does. He would be one? the stupidest man to, to walk the planet if he opted out of this deal. Oh yeah. Because he's not gonna be able to opt out of 324 million dollars and then get a better deal than that. No, no, I can't imagine that. If baseball would have been a completely different place for. A guy of that age. Now, to get that is money. this good for Red Sox Yankees? It's a hundred percent what I think for us to get Red Sox Yankees to be interesting again because it really hasn't been. They're, they're really the only thing that we have right now that we can say is the Yankees haven't won a World Series in ten years. You know what I mean? Like that's the only thing that we can kind of talk yeah. about. But again, they just gave three hundred twenty-four million dollars to a guy that, in my opinion, is the second best pitcher in the Astros. You know what I mean? That right. didn't win a World Series last year. Very true. Yeah, but three or four years from now, Verland is probably out of baseball. Because of his age, yes, yeah. but I, I, but you're I don't know. That's a lot to put on. That's a lot of paper to put on something. But that was their need. That was they, their need. They, I mean, they've got a lockdown bullpen. They've got a tremendous offense. 
Defensively, which, they're horrendous. Which that bullpen, which is a huge hole on that yeah, team. Which that bullpen could get stronger because they've been connected to Hater out of Milwaukee, who I just think is his arms going to explode at some point. It, which is probably why Milwaukee's looking to entertain I'm, moving him. I'm shocked that the Red Sox aren't at least putting their foot in that water because I imagine the Yankees have better prospects, but are they willing to go into those elite prospects to get them? I feel like if the Red Sox put their elite guys, which is obviously like the second or third tier of the Yankees, he's not expensive. Why not at least try? I think there's a reason why you're dangling him out there. You know, hater, yeah. To, for Hater. They must but, think the same thing with the elbow because he didn't have just, a good second half. But just think about, you know, Chapman, Ottavino, Britain, and now you, you would throw Hater into the mix. Mm. Chad Green's been good you for know, him. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. And, and now, it, but... But you just signed a guy for three hundred twenty-four million dollars who should be going eight innings per start. Right. It's gonna be interesting. That's a scary. That's scary rotation now. They better yes, win the World Series. Is. If they don't win the World Series, it, that's that's. Well, that's Aaron. Frauds. That's Aaron Boone's. If they don't win, Aaron Boone's out. He's fired. Yeah. And 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 I I will tell you right now, if if they don't win a World Series within the first three years, then if I'm the Yankees ownership, I don't care what Cashman has done. I'm. I'm investing three hundred and twenty-four million dollars, and I'm getting nothing out of it. I think Cashman oh, yeah, is on the right, hot yeah. seat. Yeah, this this signing meant a lot for a lot of people in New York, a lot of people's job security, a lot of people's legacy. You're right. This is a big this is a big deal. But what was the bold call? Let's, let's, let's say that again. If they if it doesn't work, they will be the biggest frauds in the history of sports. Wow, Ooh, baby. Mark it down. James, tweet it. Take it to the <laughs> bank. All right. On that note. I think we should end on that, that was, note. That's a fire ending, yeah. yes. All right, mark it down. Guys, thank you uh, for coming on again. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. We, we need to do this more often. Uh, one, one last uh, note I just want to uh, put out there is this is, um, I'm not sure, but I think it's probably the final Syndicate podcast for this year. So I want to wish everybody a safe and happy holiday season. Uh, we're going to go on hiatus now for the holidays uh, but we'll be back after the start of the year so hope everyone has a good holiday and gets everything that you asked uh, Santa to bring you absolutely um, just remember uh, if you are going to a concert or a sporting event uh, and you want to buy tickets on SeatGeek use the code BSS and you'll get $20 off on your purchase and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Boston Sports Syndicate we're on Twitter at Boston Sports Sin. That's Boston Sports S Y N. And check out all of our articles on our website, www.bostonsportssyndicate.com. And please remember if you are still doing some Christmas shopping and you want to buy some sports related merchandise for those people on your list, if you click on the ads within the story itself, uh, and uh, follow go to Fanatics, MLB, MLB Shop, NFL Shop, NBA, any NHL, sports. any of them. Click on the ads within the article, buy something, and we get a little bit of a kickback from that, which helps us defray the cost of bringing you this podcast and uh, putting out our website. <sighs> Great podcast, guys. An hour 30. Wow. Well, I know. Fun. I know. For barely any Red Sox stuff. I Good, know. I know. Good talk. Well, hopefully uh, the next time we get together, we'll have more. More players, more new Red Sox players to talk about, or at least some yeah. moves to talk about. Come on, Blue, make us do an emergency podcast. Do something big. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, so for now, thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Have a good one. Happy holidays. Catch you later. Boston.
Boston Sports Syndicate. Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate provided by IMCDM and Jay Kelly.